I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. The Arkansas National Championship ticket lives to see another day, and I have the excitement, just feeling the electricity in my bones. I'm so happy right now. Now I just have to hedge with Duke. We'll see how that goes. Stormy Bon and Tony with you. Welcome into My Guys in the Desert live from Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. This hour is going to be all college hoops all the time. We'll sneak in a little bit of NBA and NHL talk, but March Madness, day two of the Sweet 16, our primary focus today, getting you set to bet all of those games. First game will tip off in about two hours, roughly. Adam Burke, uh, betting analyst here at VEASAN, will join us on set in just a couple of minutes. We'll also hear from Danielle Alvari of the LA City Cast, get her take on that UCLA-UNC game. And we'll go behind the counter a little bit as well with Chris Andrews, director of Sportsbook at the South Point. But as we always do, let's dive into our top five. And it is March Madness edition, so let's get into it. Number one is all about the number one seeds because for the first time since 1995, two top seeds down in the same day in the Sweet 16. Gonzaga losing to the aforementioned Arkansas Razorbacks last night. is a 10-point favorite. Hogs cashed at plus 400 on the money line. Arizona also bounced from the tournament in a 12-point loss to Houston. In the other two games of the night, Coach K earned his 100th NCAA tournament win in a wild back-and-forth game with Texas Tech. 11 ties and 13 lead changes in that game. And Villanova getting past Michigan with relative ease, covering the five-point spread. Totals, by the way, also went 3-1 to the under yesterday. Will that trend continue? Number two and three here with those wins also comes opening lines for the Elite Eight. Arkansas is now pitted against those Blue Devils. Duke opened as a four and a half point favorite, dropped to three and a half, has now middled out at four. The total is also down a full point to 146 and a half. Then we have Houston, a two-point favorite against Villanova, down a half point from the opening number. Spread currently 128. Number four in our top five uh, features the updated championship odds for the remaining teams at DraftKings. Houston is now your current favorite on the board at plus 360, having already cemented their spot moving forward. They are ahead of Kansas, who's followed closely behind there at plus 380. Duke as well at plus 450. There is still some situational value on the board if you think, for example, not to say this would happen, but UNC, if you think they're going to beat UCLA tonight and could go to the distance. 22 to 1 still on the table ahead of tonight's game. Number 5 here in our top 5 speaking of which as we wrap it up um, the betting splits for the four games tonight. Betters are loving them some underdog action it seems. 65% of the handle and 72% of bets backing St. Peter's the Peacocks with the spread now up to 13, 13 and a half against Purdue. Total 133 and a half. That 
tip off again just in about two hours from now. Then at 4.30 p.m. Pacific time, 7.30 Eastern, Providence in Kansas. The Jayhawks down from a 7.5 point favorite to 7. 73% of the handle and 62% of bets. Not taking the rock chalk chalk, but back in the Friars plus the points. Total 141.5. Second session in the East region, UNC, as I mentioned, getting two against UCLA. Total down from 142 to 141 and a half. Actually, see UNC now ticked up to getting two and a half. 55% of the handle, 58% of tickets on the heels. And lastly, the latest expected tip-off of the night, the double-digit seeds, Iowa State and Miami going head-to-head. The lone game, we see most of the money actually backing the favorite, moving toward Miami as a three-point favorite, total 132. 85% of the handle, 59% of bets, riding with the Canes to advance to the Elite Eight and a chance to play for the Midwest region win. Now, like we do every Friday, time to welcome in VEASAN betting analyst Adam Burke at Skating Tripods. Fun, what, you just have fun Twitter handle, fun life. How's it going, buddy? I do. I, I try to have as much fun as I possibly can. You only get one life, you might as well live it. But you I'm doing well. well. How about you? Good. Um, I'll do better if we get some wins, though, tonight, though. So what do you say? Let's try to make it happen. I did want to get a little bit of your reaction, though, from last night because Gonzaga um, and Arizona specifically, two teams going into their respective games yesterday, that a lot of the narrative around them was, hey, they got their scares out of the way early. Now they'll be motivated on the road to win, and they both get upset. Yeah, I mean, you think about Gonzaga first. First of all, full marks to Eric Musselman. I mean, he outcoached Mark Few up and down the floor in that game, and that was something that really helped Arkansas. But also, too, look, I mean, Chad Holmgren only played 23 minutes in that game. And some of those fouls were, we'll call them questionable, to be nice, <laughs> especially the ones in the second half of that game. So anytime you take a team's, you know, one of its biggest weapons, literally and figuratively, off the floor, it's going to be a big issue. And Gonzaga in the first half missed a lot of open looks. Look, variance is a real thing in the NCAA tournament, and I do acknowledge the fact that since 2001, Gonzaga is 2-13 and straight up against top four seeds in the NCAA tournament. So yes, they have struggled when they've stepped up in class, played some big games and all of that, but simply to me, you know, the, the Holmgren calls really changed and dictated that game, changed what Gonzaga wanted to do on offense, and they just didn't hit enough open shots early on. Well, that's what I was going to say. Shooting uh, 5 of 21 didn't have anything to do with officials. That's just you from range not being able to be effective from deep. So, I, I yeah, I was disappointed in Gonzaga, but not that disappointed because, like I said, my future ticket lives on, so I'm pretty pleased from that standpoint. But on the other side of that, the Arizona-Houston matchup, we talked last week and, and as we were previewing another Houston game, and you said this is a team that's underseeded. They can really have success, and we saw that. Yeah, they, they're very much underseated as a number five. I mean, by all accounts, they were a top five, top ten team by Ken Palm, Bart Torvik, Haslametrics, all the different analytic sites that are out there. They were just severely underseated. With that being said, I mean, that was not a good performance last night from Arizona at all. Tommy Lloyd got out coached by Kelvin Sampson. That was very clear in that game. And also, too, for Arizona, you know, look, they just they they didn't look like the team that we saw them look like throughout the regular season. And people have criticized Gonzaga and the West Coast Conference schedule and all that kind of thing. Maybe the fact that Arizona didn't play close games in the Pac-12, didn't play against physical teams, really hurt them here because they looked like they simply were not ready for Houston's physicality, were not ready for Houston on the boards, were not ready for a lot of the things that the Cougars can do. And it showed with the fact that the Houston won that game by 12. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I'll say here is I think it speaks to – The seed line is something that I think helps in the first two rounds. I don't think it matters a whole lot once you get to the Sweet 16. You have to handicap the team for what it is and not the number that's next to their name. And I think that was something that we saw yesterday with how things played out in both of those games with the number one seeds going down. Yeah, no doubt. Arizona, they struggled against TCU and then crumbled in that game last night. Uh, How do you think the Houston matches up with Villanova? I think it's a really tough game because that's going to be a rock fight. I mean, it's going to be a very, very slow tempo game. Villanova, the big thing for me for Villanova is how how healthy is Colin Gillespie? Because he didn't look great in that game last night for Villanova. Houston, they're big, they're physical, they're tough. They're also missing two of their best players while doing this. So it's a phenomenal coaching job by Samson and a phenomenal effort from everybody else. I look at this game. And to me, it all boils down to how does Villanova shoot from three? Because I don't think they can get inside against Houston. I don't think they can get a lot of high-quality looks. Gillespie's the key. If Gillespie shoots well from three, Villanova will pull off this mild upset. If he doesn't, 
then I think Houston does advance, and it, it adds more fuel to the fact that the Cougars were dramatically underseeded. Yeah, and they are, as I mentioned, the favorite now to win the national mm-hmm. championship. Uh, burying another one of the leads here just because with these top seeds getting upset, it's so notable, but Coach K gets his win, and all of the conspiracy theorists are out that this has been the plan. It's a setup. Coach K is going to go to the national championship his final year. How do you feel about Duke's chances moving forward? Well, I, I think it looks good against Arkansas. I think they match up really, Rude. really well against the Razorbacks. Rude. You know, Arkansas no, know. is a very bad three-point shooting team, and that's Duke's problem. You know, they do not defend the perimeter well, but Arkansas just doesn't shoot long jump shots well. They don't shoot threes well. They don't shoot long twos well. I think it's a pretty bad matchup for Arkansas here. But the thing that's really challenging about this game is when you look at Duke, for 30 to 35 minutes against both Michigan State and Texas Tech, they were very pedestrian pretty much across the board. But then they were really good when it mattered the most. They had 1.8 points per possession in the last five minutes against Michigan State. They played really well offensively in the second half of uh, in the second half of the second half in last night's game. So they've just kind of turned it on at the right time. So I think it's a really tough handicap to try and lay four with them. I do think that they win. I think they match up really well, but. They're not super trustworthy, I don't think, despite covering the numbers in those two games I mentioned. Yeah, just with regards to their second half, 71% from the floor in the second half and didn't miss a shot from the field that last seven and a half minutes Mm -hmm. of the game. Um, But is that sustainable, I guess, is my question against such a good defensive team in Arkansas. So uh, that'll be an interesting game. We'll worry about that later. What is your favorite game to bet tonight on the four-game slate? Yeah, I would say my favorite game to bet tonight is actually UCLA minus the two and a half against North Carolina. Look, If this game was played prior to the NCAA tournament, this number is probably UCLA minus six, minus five and a half, somewhere in that range. But because of what the Tar Heels have done to this point, they blew out Marquette. They had a great shooting performance in the first half and then had that win over Baylor. And obviously, we all know they squandered the lead. We all know kind of the backstory of that game. But again, they were elite offensively in that one as well. So I think it's kind of led to a little bit of a recency bias with the Tar Heels heading into this game against UCLA. Mick Cronin has a coaching advantage. UCLA is the better team on both offense and defense. It seems like Jaime Hawkins Jr. is healthy, at least pretty healthy. I think there's a little bit of gamesmanship going on from Cronin here. I think he's healthier than he's leading on. Uh, But UCLA just has so many guys that can create shots. I think that UCLA's defense ultimately wins the game for them here tonight. But obviously, offensively, they're a very good team as well. My, and you can tell me what you think about this, um, with regards to the Jaime Hawkes injury, and Johnny Juzang's been a little bit banged up as well, my kind of thought process was to attack this from a first-half UNC perspective, and then maybe UCLA win the game, um, just because they have had faster starts, whereas UCLA's been a little bit slower started. And maybe if Jaime Hawkes isn't totally 100%, they're trying to feel out where his ankle is at, maybe it's worth a play on the heels first half. Yeah, I think this is a good idea on your part. And I was talking with somebody about this uh, yesterday and and actually this morning as well. Look, look, we are down to the end of the college basketball regular season. These lines are tight. They are Mm -hmm. as tight as they can possibly be. So, you know, look, if you like UCLA, and as you said, you think UNC gets off to a quick start, you don't have to lay the two and a half. You might get UCLA as a dog at some point in the first half, maybe early in this game. So you don't have to always play everything pre-flop. You can look to live bet, kind of get a feel for the game and see where it's going. And live betting did end up working out for me last night, too. Like I told you before we started the show, I got Duke plus five and a half early on. Um, And there are certain games that kind of present those better angles. Remember, everybody, good to note as well, this show, as well as every show on VEASAN right now, if you miss any of it, you can get it in podcast form as well. So if you miss a segment, miss an entire show, just download the show wherever you get your podcast and get pot caught up we'll post this show every day plus adding some bonus mini pod content as well so if you subscribe to my guys in the desert now you will get it you'll never miss a show more with adam on the other side breaking down the sweet 16. from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip i thought in that moment oh my god We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Are you tired after lunch? You are not alone, my friends. In fact, research shows that more than 70% of us hit a wall after that time of day. So let a five-hour energy shot help you leap over the wall instead of crashing into it. With zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, it's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from, too. So we've got flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more. There is a flavor for everybody. Get a five-hour energy today. And we are energized here as we welcome you back into My Guys in the Desert, live from Circus Sportsbook alongside Adam Burke. I'm Stormy Bon and Tony. And before we get back to our Sweet 16 talk, time for a little bit called the Off the Handle. We're going to check in on some NBA games today where the handle and ticket count just don't seem to add up. So which side, Adam, are you on? Warriors taking on the Hawks tonight. Hawks two and a half point favorites. 70% of the handle is on Atlanta here, but 73% of bets on Golden State. Tricky game because, I mean, look, you got both of these teams here that have been pretty dominated by one star. You know, you got Trey Young, and of course, you got Steph Curry. And, and there's been a lot of talk with the Warriors about how, you know, they're not playing well. They don't have the same supporting cast and all of that. I would say, looking at this one, I, I agree with the Hawks minus two and a half here. I'll agree with the handle side on this one. The Warriors did bounce back with the B team win over the Heat, oddly enough. Their last game, but lost three straight right before that. Another one here Jazz Hornets, total 228, now 227. 80% of the handles ride in with the under, but 82% of bets taking the over. Yeah, another one that's really interesting for a variety of different reasons. Obviously, Charlotte is a team that they're not very good defensively. They've been pretty good offensively throughout the course of the year. But anytime you see the Jazz in a game against a really good offensive team, you have to think their defense sort of plays up a little bit, maybe neutralizes that good offense. So I guess probably why we're seeing this disparity here in this game. And and to me, anytime there's a Jazz game against a good offensive team, I'll lean with the under just because I think the price is a little bit inflated because you don't see a defense like the Jazz all the time. Okay, we've got an even bigger disparity on another total with the 76ers Clippers game. Total 219 and a half. 91% of bets are on the over, but 78 percent of the handle the money on the under yeah look the Clippers are not playing well offensively here of late And if you look at them actually by offensive efficiency they're 24th in the NBA over their last five games Philadelphia is in the top 10 but they've been much better defensively over that span than they have been offensively so look you got a Clippers offense that's not really doing a whole lot right now a Sixers defense that's playing well This is another one where I agree with the handle side and think the under is the play. Yeah, the Clippers be struggling. Well, that's your NBA tidbit for the first half hour. Now we're going to get back. There's our three minutes on the NBA. (laughs) Back to college basketball. Yeah, I mean, that's what this time of year is, though. And it has been crazy. They call it madness for a reason. And another potential game, maybe where some madness could get stirred up, is the Providence-Kansas game. A lot of money has actually come in on the Friars taking the points here. But Kansas, the lone top seed remaining. Could the Friars be live? Live, sure, but I think Kansas is the right side tonight yeah, in this game. I definitely mean, look, more th- talented. Th- side. Think about Providence, right? And think about them going into the first round of the NCAA tournament, and it was well, they're the luckiest team in the country. Like you know, th- there's this is something that's going to level off. You know, they're going to regress a little bit, this and that. 
And it didn't happen. And now all of a sudden, people want to jump on the bandwagon that's and me. back Providence. That's me. And I'm I'm one of those people that's problematic because I totally did. I bought into the luck factor of it. But then you look at some of their percentages. They were 12 and 22 from three against Richmond, 54 and a half percent, averaging 45 percent over their two tournament games. And I think that with their close games, you get to a point where the luck isn't it anymore, right? Like, am I crazy in feeling that? But knowing me, I'm going to bet it the other way for once and lose. See, the, the thing about it for me is, look, and I give Providence full marks. Ed Cooley's a great head coach. You know, they won a lot of close games. There's something to be said about that. It's not all just luck. There is value and equity in, in backing a team that's going to, you know, play well in close games. But with that being said, they beat South Dakota State and Richmond, two double-digit seeds, a South Dakota State team that comes from a conference where nobody plays defense whatsoever, and a Richmond team that I feel like just ran out of gas, went one for 22 from three. You know, they had that big run in the A-10 tournament. Kansas is a very different beast, and there were some people that really thought Kansas was the best team in the country coming into this tournament off of winning the Big 12 tournament and all of that. So I think this is kind of a wake-up call for Providence here where they are dramatically stepping up in class against Kansas. And that's why the number is as big as it is. And, and I think it's that big for a reason. The one thing I think will definitely be problematic for Providence too, is, I mean, you look at that backcourt with Agbaji, Martin Brown, just lighting up box scores the way that they have, but they're also really good in transition and Providence is really bad in transition defense. And that's something that like really, really just in terms of a matchup portion of this game scares me for my bet because I did bet the plus seven and a half. Um, so you don't yeah. want to do a side bet. With, with Providence and Kansas. You're talking yourself out I'm of it here now. I'm going through a lot right now, as you can <laughs> tell. Um, but this was, this was a bet that I really liked just because I think that I, I put too much stock into the luck rating early on, and you get to a point where the players have to play the games. The algorithms aren't playing the games, and they've had success, and they've won games for a reason. No, that's fair. I mean, for me, I do handicap a lot with the stats and metrics. So I think I mean, it's probably why in, they go into account, obviously. Right, but I think it's why we have a little bit of a, of a yeah. discrepancy of opinion here in this game, difference of opinion, I should say, in this game. And I'm happy to talk off air if you want to discuss that <laughs> side bet. And even though it's mostly seven market wide, I'll give you the seven and a half if that's what you want. Okay, all right. Let's talk about uh, another potential Cinderella, or I guess what has been the darling, what has been the Cinderella, but I think the road kind of stops here tonight. St. Peter's, um, just the third 15 seed ever to make this round. None have advanced to the Elite Eight, a 13-point dog against Purdue, total 133 and a half. Yeah, and, and I think what's really intriguing about this game is, you know, you look for context clues out there in the betting market, and I know you talked about this in the open, where a lot of people are on St. Peter's. A lot of people want to back this Peacocks team, getting double digits as a great defensive team, and this line's gone up. Mm -hmm. And I think that that says a lot here. Now, I'm not on this game either side or total. This is not one that I played here uh, in the Sweet 16. But I do think it's really interesting and, and worth paying attention to those types of things because this is the time of year, Stormy, where the public bets in such volume that they can have an impact on college basketball lines. So to see this number going up a little bit, it's either a move to you know kind of get this number a little bit higher and then bet back on the other side before tip-off, or it's a true position on Purdue, mm -hmm. and I tend to think it's the latter. So I'm not going to get involved in this game, but you know, I, I will be rooting for the Peacocks here, and I do think they have a big coaching advantage in this game as well. And what many people might not know that I only learned today, apparently it's National Peacocks Day. It is National so, Peacock Day. Fun fact there. Um, I, didn't I can't get, believe you didn't know that. I've, March 25th, you know, National Peacock Day. Doesn't necessarily Day. jump out at me. But <laughs> um, for those that have backed it, there are some trends that are in your favor. St. Pete's has won and covered their last nine straight games. So there's reason to believe that they can do it. But I know a lot of people think Purdue is going to blow this team out and that things have caught up with them. They had an out-of-body experience against Kentucky. The way that they have performed so far in these opening two games, again, isn't sustainable. And one thing with Purdue that I think is really important that we haven't touched on yet is their foul shooting and how often they get to the line in their two games. I was looking at these numbers. They're absurd. 27 of 33 against Yale, 33 of 46, 46 attempts against Texas. They were at the line 79 times in those first two games. Right. And I think it's an important thing to point out because St. Peter's does foul a lot. a lot. They do have a very high free throw rate against. And that was something that some people did talk about going into that Kansas game was that you know they fall a ton it didn't it, it what it became was a narrative about the officiating being imbalanced but it was actually just texas falls a lot that's just the style of defense that they play there with chris beard where they are very aggressive very in your face and purdue does get to the free throw line a ton as you mentioned so that may be something that helps the boilermakers here tonight and the last 
thing I'll, I'll say about this, and I'll kind of float this idea out there, is to me, if you're winning and you're playing well, you want to keep playing. Mm-hmm. Now St. Peter's has had five, six days to sit there and think about, you know, oh my God, we're in the Sweet 16. And be patted on the like, back. Oh, right. how great your guy's story is, all that. And I'm kind of a little bit worried about that. Now, maybe Shaheen Holloway is a good enough head coach to kind of keep that away from the team. But it is something that did cross my mind as I was handicapping this game. As I said, I ultimately passed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe it's a little bit more the reason why Purdue seems to be taking some pretty influential money out there. And also, just to put into perspective, the differential that odds makers feel about Purdue and St. Pete's. St. Pete's is plus 600 on the money line to win this game. Purdue is plus 600 to win the national championship. So um, just a little insight into the numbers here. Got about a minute 30 with you left here, Adam. So what's the next game that you want to talk about? Well, we can touch real quickly on this Iowa State Miami game. And, and now that it's up to three, you know, we've seen basically one way, one sided Miami money in this one. And I think it makes sense. I mean, Iowa State is a team, they've won their games 59 54 and 54 49. They're playing a Miami team that's pretty good offensively. Also, the Hurricanes in this tournament so far in their two games, plus 24 in turnover margin. So they've gotten a lot of extra possessions in these games. Both of these teams very good at forcing turnovers. One team takes better care of the basketball. That is the Miami Hurricanes. I think they have a coaching advantage a little bit with Jim Laranega. But, you know, for me, I, I think it, now this line's up to three. It's tough to find a lot of value in it. But I do agree with the direction this line has moved and did play the two and a half earlier in the week. Kenny White told us yesterday on the program his favorite play of the Sweet 16 was the under in this game. He got the total at 134 and a half. It's 132 now. Is that still playable, or do you take the other side if you want to bet the total? No, I think it's still playable. I mean, you wouldn't really expect a lot of offense from Iowa State, and obviously there could be a lot of turnovers in this game too, and neither one of these teams do a ton in transition. They kind of get turnovers and then set up. But real quick, I will say this. NIT semifinals now going to Madison Square Garden. If you want to talk about betting unders, those lines have already moved, but that is the mecca of college basketball unders. So keep an eye on that, and we're going to lose that gravy train here with the NIT probably moving out of MSG here in the next couple years. Love it. Thank you so much, Adam. You're the best. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Adam Burke, make sure vcent.com slash subscribe. Get the daily emails. Get the goods. Don't go anywhere. More My Guys in the Desert coming up. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Zen Nicotine Pouch is a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid and place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zin's available in 10 varieties and also two strengths. Now, three milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction and six for even more enjoyment. Simple and discreet. You can enjoy Zin anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom. Find your satisfaction. Find your Zin. Visit Zin.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to learn more, to find Zin nicotine pouches near you. Zin nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and up who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We welcome you back in here to My Guys in the Desert. And every day, every Friday at the end of the week, we like to challenge teams, players, whoever it may be, to be better and help us cash some more tickets. So today we are starting with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Get it together, my friends. You've dropped three straight games. Six of your last eight. It is their worst stretch of the entire season. And I know for the most part, it has been against tougher opponents. But you're literally a two-time defending Stanley Cup champion. Third on the odds board to three-peat this year. Yet your only dominant over the last dominant win over the last two weeks has been against Seattle. And we've been talking all this trash about the Golden Knights, for example, how bad they've been with all of their injuries. They're a game better than Tampa over their last eight. So get it together. A super easy opponent in Detroit coming up tomorrow. You should crush. Get the confidence back and be better. Another team that needs to step their game up, the Los Angeles Clippers. Stay in the playoff hunt, will you please? They're currently sitting in the eighth seed, but lost four straight games now, seven of their last nine. And I know that they've missed a lot of their firepower. No Kawhi, no Paul George, even Norman Powell. But close the season strong, or at least cover. Oh, four and one, their last five ATS. You got the Sixers tonight, who haven't been great covering themselves, so you're telling me there's a chance. Philly, no cover in four straight games for them. Two and six ATS, their last eight in general. So get it done, Clips. And last one here, the Chicago Bulls. Same story, but... Worse, I guess. The loss to the Pelicans last night by 17 points as a three-point underdog. And they're very fortunate with Cleveland also losing. They didn't lose any ground in the standings. But things are getting dicey for them. They had a stretch so positive. Where they went 11-4, and four, they were in first place. They followed it up now going 3-10 and 10 straight up, 2-11 and 11 ATS, and a fifth-place position. 
Uh, it's going to take more than DeMar DeRozan to write this ship. So figure it out and be better. Excited now to enough about the negative things. Let's turn to the positive and somebody who I know must be feeling pretty good right now. Chris Andrews, Sportsbook Director <laughs> over at the South Point. How, how happy were you cheesing when Gonzaga went down last night? Well, I've been pretty happy up until the last couple of minutes, Stormy, when you rained down all this negativity. <laughs> Holy cow. I'm not usually <laughs> the negative type, Chris. I but know. Just want I people know. to be better. <laughs> no, we were pretty happy. That was a real good result for us. Uh, you know, it wasn't, it, it, we had money on Gonzaga, of course, but right now we're sitting in a terrific spot with uh, Arkansas uh, to win the whole thing. I don't know. I mean, still got a couple more games to go, I, I guess, but. You know, right now they're looking really good. I love their coach, Musselman. Uh, I think the team's really uh, solid, really down that lineup. And athletic and smart. And, you know, just all, all the good accolades I can give. I think this team has a real good chance. And I think on your show, I believe it was your show, I said that they're, uh, if you're looking for a sleeper, at the time they were about 40 to 1. I said, I think the Arkansas would have a shot to uh, make some real noise in the tournament. And they certainly have. Yeah, and I, I hope that they continue to do so because I am one of those people that's live with a futures ticket uh, debating how or if I need to hedge against Duke, which I feel like I'm probably going to need to the way that Duke has played so far. What's what's the the conspiracy theorist saying about Duke? Are, are you getting lots of money in on them now because everybody thinks, hey, they've got to win it. Coach K is going all the way. Yeah, I, it's not much money shown yet. I mean, we've been a pretty solid four since it started. Uh, you know, the future book, though, I, I think, again, on, on your show, I believe last time I was on, I was talking about we were in a pretty bad position with Duke. Well, that's kind of straightened itself out. Uh, they're actually a winner for us now. We've taken a lot of action on some of the other teams. But, you know, I, I think a lot of people feel that if a, if a, a close call comes at the end of the game, it's probably going to go Duke's way. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, in all honesty, Stormy, that's, it's been that way for the last 15 years. So I don't know what's going to be different now. They always get the calls, it's, you know, but uh, maybe exactly. one extra one now. It's so annoying. I know. Anybody that's like anti-Blue Bloods or anti-Shashevsky is thinking that way. <laughs> we know. Uh, different books have different teams as the favorite now to win it all. I've seen Houston. I've seen Kansas. Where does the South Point sit now in your current future odds? Yeah, I was just messing with those. I went to, I, I'm in a real good position with Kansas. I think I just went to 475 plus 475. So uh, we we do real well on them. That's one of our best teams. And I think they, you know, obviously they're the one, uh, number one seed left. So I think they have a great chance. But right now I have Houston the favorite at three to one. Part of that is that I don't do so well. We don't get crushed on them or anything like that. But it's not a good result for us if Houston uh, wins it. And listen, right now they're they're playing some great ball. Mm-hmm. Kelvin Sampson, I know he's had some off-the-field issues over the course of his career, but there's very little doubt he's a fantastic basketball coach. So right now I have them the favorite at 3-1. to one. I have Duke as my second choice at 4-1. to one. And uh, Kansas would be the third choice at 475. And like I said, 475 is really a good price, mm-hmm. but just reflects a little bit of how well I do with Kansas uh, on the future board. No doubt. And, and obviously, we saw some really tremendous games last night, some competitive fights. Tonight, I imagine more of the same, I, I hope at least. But what's the most heavily bet game on the four game slate tonight for the Sweet 16? You know, just, when I looked at this schedule, I thought. Thursday is really going to be fantastic. Friday might not be quite so much. Uh, but we do have a lot of money in all the games. Um, the most lopsided game right now is Kansas and Providence. I'm really, I got a lot of Providence money uh, coming in. I'm pretty high on Miami. But uh, the one game that I think will be the best game of the night is UCLA and North Carolina. And I'm really even on that game. Tremendous two-way action there. And uh, the other one with the biggest point spread, St. Pete's and Purdue, I've got tremendous action there. But, uh, again, uh, great two-way. So not not a big need either way for me there. I hear a lot of people are, like, are on board with the St. Pete's train. Like, they think that number is huge. They're going to do it. Adam Burke was on the show saying, no, Purdue's going to blow them out. But <laughs> what are you seeing when people are talking at the books? Are they thinking that the Cinderella story can continue or at least cover one more time? Well, the money's about even, but the ticket, uh, the ticket count is definitely not. It's about two and a half to one in favor of St. Pete. So uh, they, they, there's a lot of your uh, – Smaller betters that uh, are buying into the St. Peter's story. 
And listen, in all honesty, they've looked really, really good. But I think Purdue has been a very good team, uh, really, from the start of the season. And when I go back, I'm looking at my future board. One of the first big bets I got uh, was Purdue to win it all. I mean, this is you know months and months ago. But they've been a very good team throughout. You know, they've had their ups and downs like every other team. Uh, you know, relatively low total. I'm at 134 and a half right now. So I mean, points could be at a premium. Uh, so I understand the guy's taking the dog. I don't think it's just this uh, huge square bet or anything like that. But the, but the bigger money has definitely been on Purdue. I know last weekend it was just absolute mayhem and hysteria at the book, setting record highs every single day. What's the expectation just in terms of handle tonight as these games do get underway and through the Elite Eight for this weekend? Well, you know, our ticket count uh, has been about 25% up over 2019, which was really the last kind of what I would say normal uh, March Madness. Um, So, you know, and of course, 2020, we didn't have it at all. Last year was a little screwed up. But ticket ticket count is way up. The handle's been very good. We we haven't had any big plungers. Uh, You know, last night I had a couple $20,000 bets, uh, $30,000 bet. But nothing big yet today. You know, we're hoping a couple of those guys come back in. Uh, so we hope we see that. But, you know, uh, especially in a place like ours, we're looking more at ticket counts. And the handle's been excellent. I don't mean to poo-poo that at all. The handle's been great. But, you know, the ticket count has been fantastic. Awesome. Love to hear that. Hey, how's that four-way prop looking? I love I love that prop that you guys have had up this season. <laughs> well, you know, we, we took it down at the beginning of this round. You know, we put it up after the first two rounds, and we took it down in the beginning of the year. Uh, so we so we got a couple of the, – the Group A is the one we're sweating. God, I can't remember who all was in Group A. I know Gonzaga was one of them. So yeah, I'm but, like, you got one of, out because I knew yeah, Gonzaga was in Group A. <laughs> <laughs> I got one of them out. But I'm in, I'm in pretty decent shape with all of them. So, I, actually, the whole Futures board – is okay. I got to beat UCLA and I got to beat Houston, but other than that, and by the way, both, both teams are pretty live, but I got to beat those two. And otherwise the uh, future board is uh, definitely uh, something that uh, I would go in with every single year. I think it'd be fine. We'll just take our chances from here. No doubt, Chris, you are awesome. Thanks as always for coming on and enjoy this weekend. This is one of the best times of year. No doubt. You got it. Stormy. Talk to you soon, kid. Will do. That's Chris Andrews as he joins us every Friday, sportsbook director over at the South Point, and really good information there on where some of the money is going and where the future's liability lies. And he did. He gave out that Arkansas ticket as well, looking better and better. I have so much anxiety about that game coming up against Duke. What am I going to do? Get on Twitter. Hit me up at Stormbond and Tony. Let me know. Is this the time to hedge? 80 to 1 ticket, people. I have all the anxiety. Don't go anywhere. More my guys in the desert coming up in just a little bit. We will continue to cap the upcoming Sweet 16 games. And Danielle Alvari of the LA City cast will join us. She's been following the Bruins day in and day out. Give us the inside scoop against UNC. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup like the Breakfast Baconator, Croissant Camp Combos, or Hot or Cold Coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends. Oven-baked, sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a Simply OJ to bring it all home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely, choose Wendy's. And now time for Taken by Stormy, my official plays of the day. I already did share a couple of these earlier, but for those of you who are just joining us, I am back in Providence plus seven and a half tonight against Kansas. We know that the Jayhawks are the more talented team. I just felt like this number was a little bit too high for a Providence team that's been largely disrespected due to that luck rating. Their champion in the Big East this year battle-tested, shooting 45.5% from three-point range and 80.7% from the foul line over their tournament game so far. Those are just numbers I think as betters we should be looking at when investing in an underdog at that high number. I also like UNC Moneyline the first half at plus 115. They've had double-digit first half leads in both the games of the tournament so far against Marquette and Baylor. Putting up 42 and 53 first half points respectively. UCLA has been a little bit slower starting offensively early. We did see them trail Akron in the opening round. Obviously, they, they dominated St. Mary's from start to finish, we know. But with the Jaime Hawkes injury concerns, the first half might be a little bit of a feeling out process. So give me UNC straight up for the first half. In the NHL tonight, Flames money line and an over six parlay against the Coyotes paying out plus 130. Calgary coming off a really disappointing game against San Jose. They uncharacteristically blew a three-goal lead. I think they take that anger out on Arizona, who has reverted back to their terrible mean. Um, Calgary hasn't lost two in a row in two months, so I think they get the win. They won 4-2 their previous matchup against Arizona in Glendale earlier this year. Um, and I just think they're the far superior team. I might even bet them puck line as well. And then the Rangers getting plus money against the Penguins, another team I'm backing, coming off an uncharacteristic performance where you're getting plus money value. New York led the Devils their last game on Tuesday 2-0 before Igor Shosturkin, who's the best goaltender in the entire NHL, led up five goals in the second period. That's not something that happens. He's between the pipes again tonight against the Pens at home in NS- MSG with the rest advantage. Pittsburgh is playing their third game in five nights, so give me Shesterkin and Net a win and potentially even an under if I'm feeling frisky. Time to welcome in my good friend Danielle Alvari, host of the LA City cast. She has been covering the Bruins day in and day out all season long. But Danielle, you are also a Bruin yourself. So are we betting with our head, our heart, or both? Where are you at on this game? Well, I was very fortunate, first of all, last weekend to be with you at Circa making bets. I think you were my lucky charm because I had a great, great betting week in the first rounds. Uh, and it was nice because I got to bet with my head and my heart with UCLA versus St. Mary's. That one went no problem, which was interesting because a lot of people overreacted to that first game versus Akron. But what did I say on Friday? Do not overreact to that. They were able to get it done versus St. Mary's. This, though, this week, North Carolina is a completely different beast. So this one, I'm very torn because in March Madness, we know you're not supposed to bet against the hot teams, right? And that is North Carolina right now. They've won eight of their last nine games since February 19th, and it really could be a nightmare matchup for UCLA. It's interesting because actually after yesterday's game, Arizona and Gonzaga get eliminated, right? And those are two teams that UCLA struggled against. They were able to kind of exploit them, especially on the transition offense that they were able to run. They had those bigs, but North Carolina could possibly do something similar there. And also another team that UCLA struggled against during the regular season was Oregon. And that's not a very good Pac-12 team, but they were pretty good from the perimeter. That's what we're going to see from North Carolina. A lot, a lot of three-point shooting. So it does make me nervous that UCLA has struggled against that kind of situation in games past this season, but I do think that the Bruins are going to be able to get this done. I think they're going to win this. I've already laid some money line on UCLA, but I haven't had the courage yet to do the two just yet. Do you think, I know something when you were in town that we talked a lot about was just the live betting opportunities, and this is a game, at least for me, where I feel like I'm kind of sitting on my hands with regards to an end-of-game side. Do you think that with it being a lower spread type of a number, you might want to wait to in-game play? 
Absolutely. And especially, I love that you brought that up because I always live bet and people obviously want me to pick a side pregame, but this is a great opportunity because North Carolina is going to come out firing, right? We know that they're going to put up at least four more attempts of three pointers than UCLA is. And they usually make two more than they do as well. Also, UCLA is not necessarily a first half team. Now, usually they're ahead going into the half, but we see their defense have to come in and kind of save their offense sometimes. So I don't hate a North Carolina first half bet here. And also I don't hate the idea of live betting this, right? Because if North Carolina gets out early, you might see some plus points on the Bruins and that might be a good spot to get in. It's making me nervous that we're so in line with our thought process on this game, Danielle, but that's kind of how I feel too. What's your thought on the coaching advantage in this spot? Because one thing I have heard a lot about people that do really like UCLA is that Mick Cronin has the advantage over Hubert Davis. He's a tactician with the X's and O's. And if this is a close one-two possession game late, that UCLA has an advantage there with Cronin. That's a really good point, actually, too. And it's interesting because when we look at St. Mary's versus UCLA, Randy Bennett is not a spring chicken. He's been around this game for a long time. He's a really, really well-respected coach. And still, Mick Cronin and his staff, you have to shout out Darren Savino as well, the assistant coach on UCLA. He's done an incredible job with their game plans. And I think that's an underrated part of March Madness and really throughout the season because I think that that's really set UCLA up to be successful. They go in and they don't expect to only play their style of basketball necessarily. They adjust to the team that they're playing. And so I do think that Mick Cronin has the advantage here. He's known to be obviously a more defensive set mind, but somehow UCLA is top 15 in adjusted offensive and defensive efficiency, despite nobody really thinking of them as an elite offensive team. Now, of course, we, we can't forget, we know Jaime Hawkins Jr. dealing with an ankle injury. We've seen him in Philly. He's on the court. He's stretching. He's kind of going up and down the court with the team. We haven't seen him go full speed or anything like that. It's going to be a game time situ situation, and you don't want it to be like the Kerr Chris's situation with Arizona where he's out there and he's being ineffectual. So if he can go, I think he will. But the good news is UCLA has played shorthanded just about every game this year. There were so many games that that was the situation. Jalen Clark has had to step up incredible defender. He had some kind of offensive moments toward the end of the season too, for the Bruins. So he's going to have to step up freshman Peyton Watson, who is so much fun to watch, but sometimes does freshman things is also going to have to step in. And even David Singleton, it would be nice to see him as well. So UCLA will figure out a way to win this. Yeah. With regards to that Jaime Hawkins injury comparison to Kirk Risa, that was just, it was brutal to watch. He was definitely more of a hindrance yeah. than a help in those tournament games this year. Um, what other action do you have tonight the other three sweet 16 games well i'm I, i'm oppo on you on one of them i think kansas oh, no. here i think they're gonna smack the friars can i say that sure. i said it on my You're podcast <laughs> i don't know is that like blasphemous <laughs> Um, I just think Kansas is the better team here. I have them plus seven and a half. Uh, they're currently hitting 48% from the field. One of the most consistent shooting teams. They're a little more battle tested, you could say, uh, but they're not invincible. They did almost let Creighton sneak back up on them. And Providence is eight and one ATS in their last nine games as an underdog. I still lean Kansas here. I didn't want to overthink this one because I also liked Villanova minus five yesterday. It was like one of my favorite bets, but I just didn't trust it for some reason. I didn't trust myself. And then it was like one of the easiest ones to cash. So I didn't want that to be the situation again. I do agree seven and a half. That's a big number. So I see why you'd want to look at the points with Providence, but I do think that Kansas is going to get this done and hopefully cover. I was meaning to ask you off the top. How's your household feeling? I know that you are a Gonzaga oh. girl growing up and the top seed goes down. My poor father. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Stormy, he didn't he didn't even answer my calls for a while. Oh, he no. didn't. But then you know what he sent me finally? First of all, he texted me because I asked him about Houston, Arizona earlier in the day. I wanted to bet Houston Moneyline, which is what I ended up on. I said, I want to back the more more uh, experienced defensive team here. Am I crazy? Everybody's on Arizona. He said, No, go with your gut. And uh so he said, Good call on Houston Moneyline. And then he said, Great season but the better team won in the mm -hmm. Arkansas Gonzaga game. And it's just tough because I don't think, I mean, if you've been, if you look at like shot quality, Gonzaga got the shots up that they wanted. Mark few said after the game, they just didn't go in for them. And we see that happen in March and that's part of the madness. So it's, it's a shame for the Zags, but it's really tough to hear people say this is not an elite program because they haven't won their championship yet. Because if you look at the resume they put together over the last 20 years, it's just such an elite basketball program in this country. And it's in a small town in Spokane. Absolutely. It's incredible the things that they have done over the last couple of decades. You just have to hope that eventually they can get over the hump. But I'm not sure I would be necessarily placing any futures tickets on them after the, what's happened now in the last couple of seasons. Uh, LA Clippers, 
coming up tonight against the 76ers. You are my LA girl. Any feel for the game tonight? The Clippers are not backable for me right now. They're lost four straight, I believe, and they haven't covered five straight, something like that. So they're just not very consistent. And what's troubling more is that they're trending down. There was a time where they were trending up just after the all-star break. And I don't mind that their offense is struggling so much because we've seen that throughout the season and they just kind of grind out wins with their defense, but they haven't been able to do that lately. Uh, Their defensive ratings have gone down, especially if you look just at cleaning the glass points per hundred possessions on the defensive side or even defense efficiency percentage or effective field goal percentage rather those are usually top four metrics for them and they've been in the top 14 in the last four weeks so that's just been sliding for them so for that reason they're not backable for me because if I'm betting on the Clippers I'm betting on that defense and it's just not where it needs to be right now falling apart at the wrong time they are thank you Danielle you're awesome Thanks, Stormy. That's Danielle Alvari. Make sure you check out the Los Angeles City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. You can get that podcast wherever you get your podcast listen on your own schedule. Good to note, the Providence-Kansas line is down to 6.5. Now Miami up to minus 3.5. So keep an eye on those numbers. Sweet 16 action ahead. Enjoy it. Now check out Danny Burke and Rush Hour. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.